0: Half of the 15th just moving forward today until they got the half of, uh, 16th. Many beautiful uh, topics and themes were covered. The first ayah that was recited here in the uh, the uh, second quarter of Bani Israel. Wa kulli ibadi yauulu lati ahsan inna shaytana yanzahu biinham inna shaytana kana insani aduwa Ayah number 53. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say to my servants to say that which is the best, meaning to speak in the best possible manner, to use the very best possible words when communicating with one another. And indeed, shaitan, he instigates and he lights a fire between people. Shaitan is the one who creates problems between people. Indeed, shaitan is an open, clear enemy for the human being. So this is the first ayah. Allah knows you well, knows you best. If He wishes, He may serve, uh, have mercy upon you. If He wishes, He may punish you. And O oh, Rasulullah Sallam, we have not sent you upon them as a uh, as a responsible caretaker. And the ayats move on. So this part right here, Allah just is mentioning that, 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 that the humans, the servants, should be speaking in the best possible manner to one another. And number two is the fact that shaitan is the one who is yanzakubainuhum. Nazr is like. He comes and he injects ideas, whispers between people. He injects animosity and hatred within people. This is a topic that is covered in multiple places in the Quran. Two places this is mentioned. One in the ninth and one in the twenty-fourth. Indeed, if shaitan comes and injects you with hatred, injects you with anger, injects you with evil thoughts, billah. Immediately seek refuge in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala from the accursed shaitan. So this, if, this topic, if we understand how many times on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis we have arguments and fights with people who are close to us our spouses, our children, our parents, our siblings, business partners and cousins, relatives and so forth and how much pain we all go through because of these uh, conflicts and everything seems to be going well and all of a sudden something goes wrong and a big, you know, something which was supposed to have worked out nice unfortunately ends up becoming a big problem so this, these, all these verses are telling us that Shaitan is the one who is uh, coming and instigating this. If we, if we read Surah Yusuf a few days ago, in Surah Yusuf, at the end of this beautiful story, when Yusuf salam is the king and the governor, and the, the 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 all the siblings come and they are apologizing and so forth, and they're feeling guilty about what happened, notice what he says. He says, "Okay, no problem. أبي, my, oh my dad, oh my father. This is their interpretation of the dream that I had seen long ago. Allah has made it come true at last. أبي, and Allah has been very kind to me. It as he took me out of the prison وَجَاءَ بِكُمْ and he brought you all my siblings from the uh, uh, desert and from the village to the town after shaitan has again the word nazgah has come after shaitan instigated and fight and hatred between you and I notice 40 years approximately of suffering from being made into a slave from being thrown into a dungeon from having to work you know, in, in, the, in the governor's palace and stay there as a slave from, from being thrown into the well all these things imagine suffer you know people say man I've got trauma I've got trauma. You know what happened because of X, Y, Z thing? I'm traumatized by what happened 30 years ago. So that's why I can't look at that person. I can't see this person, etc. Imagine Yusuf a.s. 40 years of pain. In one second, this is the way to end trauma. What did he say? He just blamed it on shaitan. Otherwise, you can't see the person in front of you who's done so much wrong to you. How is he going to look at his siblings who are coming begging for help? Really, why should you forgive such people who've done so much pain, given so much pain to you and your father? Right? But what does he say? He says, uh, I thank Allah who's brought me out of, you know, who's brought me out of, uh, you know, the prison. Brought you all. Look at, he doesn't say, I thank, uh, he doesn't say about going into the prison, huh? But how did you come out of the prison? Because you went into the prison. How'd you get into the prison? What about that story? Let's not talk about that. Let's just thank Allah for the fact that he got me out of the prison. That's the most important thing Subhanallah We're ulta We're opposite We don't focus on the positive things We're always May Allah forgive us May Allah forgive us We're always focusing on the negative things 99% of the things is fine That one thing that's wrong Right? Just think about it You're eating a You have a, a A nice beautiful Whatever A pot of food and everyone's, if there's one thing there That's not supposed to be there a person Naturally, I'm not saying you shouldn't You're supposed to pull it out But that's how we train We're trained to look at that one strand of hair We're trained to look at one thing that doesn't belong there Right? So when we look at the conditions of the, uh, how Allah is dealing with us Also people end up doing, doing the same thing That they focus on the one day that we had a headache The one day that the water shut off The one day that the storm came Instead of thinking about the 700 days That we lived in peace and comfort so he thanked Allah for taking him out of the prison instead of talking about getting into the prison and then he said I thank Allah that brought you from the village to the town right after so how did he overcome this trauma by blaming it on who on shaitan he said that's not your fault you guys are good people but it's just shaitan made you do what you did the hasad etc made you do that so you know not to say that none of the people from amongst us don't go through pain not to say that there is something called that genuinely people are going to be held responsible for the horrible things that they have done. That All of that is in its place. But now we're talking about how do we move on? How can we heal? Like a bad divorce, how do you move forward from a bad divorce? A bad, you know, a, a, a breakup of a, of a business deal. How do you move forward? This is how you do it. You just blame shaitan for it. And say, okay, you know what? Let's move on. Shaitan did it, let's us. This is what he did, right here. What's so amazing is that the word nazerah is used everywhere. It's that injection that Shaitan comes and puts between us and the people who are around us. SubhanAllah. There's one hadith of, 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 of Imam Bukhari who narrates in Al-Kitab Al-Adab Al-Mufrad in which he says that uh, sometimes uh, 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 The gist of the hadith Is that a husband goes to home meets his, About to go meet his wife and uh, At night for example And all of everything seems to be fine All of a sudden This is the wording The gist of the hadith Is that shaitan comes And he throws a stone He throws a stone You're getting hit by a hailstone But you don't feel it All, all you see is that you become angry You say something She says something And subhanAllah All of a sudden A nice day ends up in a really bad Night Everything You know that For no reason You don't even know Why you're not talking To one another you're not, You don't even know Why you're fighting With each other You don't know Why you are Arguing with one another It makes no sense So then the Prophet Sallallahu Said that Do not get angry at her Not even her fault This is shaitan Who's come And has come And thrown something at you You can't see it But you see The manifestation of it Is that you're angry He's come And he drops a stone on you Right Imagine if, stuff, people, if Stones were to be dropped on us Obviously we're gonna get shocked We're gonna look up And say What is this What's going on but these are invisible shaitani stones that are being thrown at us, being, we're being pelted with it to create anger and animosity towards our spouse. Let's understand that. One big purpose and maqsad of shaitan is to break the marriages. Big purpose. Uh, we, uh, mashallah, happily married couple, they come, to, they come to the masjid and they say, hey, we raise our children, we send them to Islamic school, we send them, did all this stuff, yet we don't understand why our child doesn't listen to us. Well, he's gone off track. The daughter doesn't listen. The son doesn't listen. This is the norm. This is the order of the day today. Is that children don't listen to parents and children are going off track? This, if you see, if you see a child who is sh- who is well mannered, who is shari'f, who is clean, who is good, it's like an anomaly. Wow, where'd you come from? Right? That's what it is. But the average is the pro- is the parents have no control over their kids and they are very worried about what the future lies. This is when their husband and wife happily living together in the same house is the problem. Imagine when you have a divorce. Imagine now when they are hating each other Imagine when they are Bad-mouthing the parent in front of the child Imagine when they, when the child Has to come home to no one there Because the parent was only one parent in the household how, much he got, how is he going to run the house like that? How is she or he? So now he has got so much time without a parent Or uh, if they're only living with the mother They don't have you know, if, if mothers were sufficient to raise kids, Allah would not have made mom and dad together. If dads were sufficient to raise the kids, Allah would not have made this pairs between husband and wife. This is foolishness to think that only one is... It, yes, they are rare, you know, there's instances we can do. There's five, five fingers here. Why? Because we need it. Otherwise, we'd have four or three. You're gonna say, well, there's some people born without a thumb. Oh yes, there are. There's some people born without a hand. So those are exceptions. But the general thing is that there's five fingers because you need a thumb and four fingers to do your work. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created husband and wife. Lakum, lahun. Husband and wives are there; they are their clothing, garments for one another. You need them to raise a child, a proper, successful child. The statistics on on single mothers raising kids. Oh, I was just listening to something a couple days ago, and the stat someone was reading off the statistics of you know of uh, juveniles or young adolescents in prison, young adults arrested, young adults in drug bust, young adults in in in, uh, in handgun you know uh, arrest, in in robberies, all of those, and you'll see them, seventy percent, sixty five percent, seventy two percent, eighty two one percent, eighty two percent, all single mother, single mother, single mother. So obviously a feminist will sitting and say, oh, you're blaming the mother. No, we're not blaming the mother. We're telling you that this is how it doesn't work. You cannot have a mother raising a child. It's just a failure. Right? This is what society is teaching you. You have to have... And a father raising a child also is going to be a problem. You have to have both to raise and, uh, to raise a child. And what's very interesting today, subhanAllah, the statistics is very surprising. Overwhelmingly, again, it's probably around 70% in America that the divorce is um, in a process, begins, is, is, is brought up, and is initiated by the women. And the cases I deal with in the masjid and outside, are almost, I could say, definitely more than 70% are like that is where the women are the one who initiate it the women are the ones who call the lawyer first the women are the ones who will, who will begin the whole process so this again this whole idea that oh yeah it's our it's not our fault because the men are leaving us no that's not how it is in many cases again anecdotally i'm telling you from my experience is that it's the women it's the husbands literally are come begging to me crying can you talk to my wife Can you please, or my ex-wife, can you please do something? Can you please try to patch things up? You know, I don't understand. She's lost her mind. She's lost her wits. I want to get back to her. Well, I know people who have divorced. Three divorces have happened. And they come to my office, they're like, can you please patch it up? Halala, no matter whatever the case may be, for the sake of my kids. I'm like, this lady, after all this stuff, she's cheated on you. She's done this and this, this bunch of things. You still want to go back? Yes, because I'm worried about my kids. I know I can't raise good kids alone. I need to have my, my wife with me yeah, as much as uh, as much I don't want her I don't want to see her but for the sake of my kids I don't want my children to suffer if we're to, in into living two separate houses all day online just bad mouthing each other subhanallah this is I'm telling from my personal experience you might have a different experience fine I speak to you from my experience over the past 15 years this is the serious biggest issue I see is that the guy's coming and telling me that can you please try to make things work out subhanallah weird you know things and then the US statistics show the same thing that uh, Muslims are reporting on that. That almost 70% of divorces are initiated. If you don't count on me that you go to Google it it's as simple as that, you'll find the exact statistics for that. But it's more than, definitely way more than 50% initiated by females. So, what, what is the issue here is that shaitan, what I was going back to where I started off from, shaitan does not, shaitan wants to destroy our kids, the generations. Generations. So, the way to do that is cause a divorce. And then make a nasty divorce. And then what happens? When parents are living together, they can't take care of it today. When you're living separately, what do you expect of that son or daughter? How are they going to come out? What do you expect? Right? SubhanAllah, how can a mother take care of this you know, 12th grader who's taller than her, stronger than him, her, to, you know, maybe twice the size, and now he's going wild. Who's going to pin him down? Who's going to, who's going to knock, him, knock some sense into him? How's a mother going to do that at that time? Or similarly, a girl, a daughter, she's 16, 15, she's going through all sorts of different emotions, going through all different hormonal cycles, all that stuff. How's a father gonna handle that? They need the mother, naturally. Right? SubhanAllah. So it's the perfect balance. You have hot and cold water together. Mixed together. and That's where you nicely, you take a shower, do wudu, wash your dishes, everything with that. Just cold, just hot will never work. As much as we need hot water to take a bath, try having only hot water. You can't. You're going to burn yourself. You can't take it. Say as, uh, just only cold water. You can't do that either. You need to have a mixture. And that's exactly the husband and wife together are the perfect mixture to produce and create the most amazing children so with husband and wife together we cannot we're doing a. we're having a hard time today allahu akbar one of the signs of the day of judgment yakoonul waladu ghaidah alright that children will be a source of anger uh, that people will be so sick of having children they will want to have children because of the fact that they will see the level of disobedience the children will do they will say why would I want to have a child because of the fact that they're so disobedient now we're seeing that today so the goal of shaitan is to destroy the nasal, the generation. And the way, the easiest way to do that is to make the husband and wife fight and destroy that marriage. And so the child automatically will then be, for more than likely, in most cases, will easily go astray. And now you have three kids, four kids go astray, khatam, the whole entire nasal is gone now. Those four children who left the deen, they're going to marry someone who's not on the deen, and then they're going to have children who obviously are obviously not going to be on the deen. Game over. Just like one person who accepts Islam, a revert, what happens? MashaAllah, the whole family was going towards kufr, and now one person accepted Islam, now he's going to marry a Muslim, and then mashaAllah, he's going to raise his children as Muslims, and mashaAllah, this entire generations, inshaAllah, till the day of judgment, saved. Like all of us here, our parents, somewhere up there, someone accepted Islam. Right? Someone accepted Islam. They were not Muslims from the earliest times naturally someone came to our country our forefathers country gave them da'wah and they accepted Islam five generations ten, four, three somewhere around there Alhamdulillah because of them today we're sitting here so the idea is shaitan is trying over time to cause what? divorce to cause fights every single day so I, I, there's so much to speak about today But I'm just, this is sufficient for me to talk, talk about This is the biggest issue We have to focus on our marriages We have to focus on saving our marriages If you read Today we're at Surah Al-Kahf Surah Al-Kahf's connection as you know Is fitna with Dajjal Everyone knows that Reading Surah Al-Kahf will protect you from the fitna of Dajjal This is one of the most important surahs of the Quran For this regard Who are, What is Dajjal gonna do? Dajjal is what? Dajjal is the biggest, uh, uh, biggest uh, weapon of Iblis He's the biggest weapon of Iblis. He reports Iblis is the right-hand man of Iblis. So Dajjal also, he will know where we are as strong as our weakest link. And Dajjal will go after the women first. As mentioned in Hadith he will attract he will come up with all different ways again women will not be following dajjal knowingly they won't understand that it's dajjal it's like today you go for you go to a, a, a you know a person you know a shopping mall let's go over here let's go over there this is attractive this is nice this is you know let's just go check out that hotel let's just go check out someone else's house oh let's go compare this these type of thoughts where does it lead to when a person begins to lead a life of shahawat and lustful desires no matter how much money you have will never be enough and all the halal will be run out then you have to start using what haram all sorts of stuff happen. How are the children? The children are going to follow in the footsteps of the mother. So Iblis, Shaitan, know, and Dajjal will know that if I want to get to this house, I got to go through the women. So he will come up with all his different tactics of attract to attract. And then when the mother gets attracted, naturally the children get attracted. And the children attract, what's the husband going to do? Right? Not to say that the husband is any pious either. The fact that he even allowed Dajjal to get into the house is his fault. Right? The fact that he allowed Dajjal to get into the house is his fault. But that's the issue We're all, subhanAllah, really yani, you know, It's a catch-22, man Vicious cycle Each one is blaming the other And everyone's at wrong No one is perfect Everyone The husbands are wrong The wives are wrong The mothers are wrong The fathers are wrong The children are wrong Everyone is being very weak In terms of fending themselves off From the, the attacks of shaitan So if today we cannot fight ourselves off And defend ourselves from shaitan What do you expect will happen When the fitna of Dajjal comes? You You um, Move on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He mentions وَاسْتَفْزِزْ مَنِسْتَطَعْتَ Aba Shaitan again in Bani Israel Next page Oh مَنِسْتَطَعْتَ مِنُمْ بِصَوْتِكَ Oh, Iblis you, inspire, uh, you instigate the people Whoever you can Instigate them بِصَوْتِكَ With your voice What is the voice of Shaitan? Did any of you hear a voice of Shaitan? This is music Very likely music Right? Uh, that this type of lyrics that you see That the average Muslim and Muslim you know, our K-pop and this type of South Korean bands that the girls today listen to Such trashy stuff, subhanAllah al Such trashy stuff that fathers have never heard, mothers never heard Don't even know what these things are But the lyrics, my friends, are so disgusting the, I don't want to even name that, I don't know all the names I know very few of the names of the musicians But if you were to read uh, some of the lyrics You will puke You will puke most of all the, the adults here who were born overseas you're not going to understand it because your mind cannot process this level of filth you won't even understand it I know you're not going to understand it and even myself born and raised here too it takes me a long time i was trying to figure out wait is it really, can it really be this bad? can humanity really steep so low to say this? yeah it's not humanity it's Iblis Human, humans can't speak write such type of music it's pure shaitani inspired you know lyrics and what is this? What is one, two people listening to it? No, this is the most downloaded songs of humanity. How many long? 300 million, 400 million. In a matter of a few weeks. 300 million, 400 million. And this is more commonly don't, uh, downloaded than Mashari Rashid or Sudeis or anyone else within our Muslim homes. This is it. And then, let me add to that how the dajjal of all this works. We should puke and we should get upset and we say, Astaghfirullahaladzim, right? Then mashallah, we got some Muslim Music, Muslim nasheed artists who come along and they come with what, what they call a cover they take that same disgusting music shame on these people and they change a few words they change a few words and they make it uh, Islamic so called Islamic and at the bottom of it I actually went and checked You know, I don't want to say the names but I'm just saying there was one he says instead of my baby he made it to Ya Rabbi my baby to my, Ya Rabbi, my Lord. Kessa, you know how you put these two words together. He didn't change all the disgusting stuff he's speaking to. She is speaking to him. He's speaking to her. He changes that with my Lord. And he causes a, this is a this is a song of muhabbat and ishq of Allah. And at the bottom it says these words are taken from the same musician from Canada, who is you know right hand of Iblis with the type of stuff he's writing and our muslim nasheed artists are taking that they call them covers and like you have bollywood songs you have you know these other things bollywood songs what really, i mean we used to get you know in 90s early 2000s which you listen to some uh, not sharifs, and uh, we used to listen. I, m- I remember sometimes we'd we bring cassette home, and my mom and dad would listen and say, hai. Like, What is this? This doesn't sound right. I'm like, Boy, it sounds right to me, but this would be based on some music tone from the 50s, you know, from the 60s, some 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 other thing, and they remembered it. They would hear, you know, from the 60s, or they'd heard a long time and We say What is this? So we didn't know because that was plus we don't listen to Indian songs, and it was that's 50 years ago, but those were the tunes of that. And what was those Indian songs at most? It was a guy, you know, running after a girl, you know. That was basic simple simple thing maximum you know that was about it nothing to the degree of the filth he's describing his face like a moon and this that whatever you know basic things like that that's not right also but nowhere near what we're talking about now and so the covers today are just so bad and these nasheed artists are invited to our masjids they're invited to Islamic events our kids run after them they want to listen and they want to download this type of stuff. This is happening within our homes. And what is the answer to that? Oh, come us come. One person said, Oh, this at least they're not listening to the haram. What would you, you know? I said, brother, I would rather they listen to haram than this. Because if they listen to haram, pure haram, like, you know, this musician, some, some random music, they know this isn't wrong. One day they'll make tawbah. They'll be listening to this stuff. for Allah. we should make tawbah. But if he's listening to that cover song, he said, brother, this is Ya Rabbi in here. There's Allah in here. There's this and that. It's a Muslim. artist. What's so wrong about this? So what are the chances of ever getting tawba, getting a chance to do Tawbah? This is like one small, tiny aspect of Dajjal that's happening right now. In our homes, already done. Already those songs, the real ones and the fake ones are already downloaded in our children's uh, you know, phones. And they're listening to it all day and all night even in the month of ramadan doesn't make a difference these are the most highly downloaded videos the original ones the most disgusting ones like the lyrics which i told you you'd puke you couldn't believe that someone could write something like that and this is happening with our Muslim now this is what now to go back to the quranic verse was you know um, instigate whoever you can instigate whoever you can by your voice if this is not the voice of shaitan then what that voice that tells you kill your mother. That voice that tells you uh, hate your dad. That voice that tells you, you know, is, uh, fulfill your lustful desires with your own siblings. All that type of stuff. Everything is in this type of music. The worst, worst, worst type of stuff. And so now we don't need Iblis to come down in our home. He's already there. He's, he's, we have you know, a speaker in, in our home. Everyone's got their headsets. This is another big shaitani thing. Everyone's got their ear, earbuds and whatever they call that, headsets. Walking around the place. They're sitting, I see right here, Taraweeh is going on. Look in the girl's side, same thing, I'm told. Boys here, everyone's on their phone. What are these kids doing on their phone? When they're listening to stuff, what are they listening? In the house of Allah. Unfortunately, I, I, wouldn't, be, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if it's the same things. You know? Because what you, you do outside, you do inside. If you're in a phone addict and you're, you're, you watch all this haram, you listen to haram, it doesn't make a difference where you're at. That's what you're going to be doing. So now parents have no idea what the children are listening to. And the thing is, the apathy, like I told you, I don't know if I should get upset at the kids, or should I get angry at the parents. Number one, it's an issue of the parents. They have this completely distanced themselves from the tarbiyah of the kids. They say, as long as you get your grades, as long as you do basic stuff, I don't care what you're listening to, I don't care what you watch, I don't care about anything. And so, uh, what do you expect? You know, subhanAllah, what that son and daughter is going to do. So we've actually packaged them up and gave it to Iblis and say at here you can take it wa means bring about your uh, uh, horses and you know how you say giddy up and you make your horses rile up right so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying bi you can bring your cavalry you can bring your cavalry and you can uh, go after human beings as much as you want okay then wa rajilika. means cavalry Rajilika means foot soldiers Use your foot soldiers, use your, use your cavalry, go after human beings. And then become their partners in their money, wealth. Go do, get them into haram business. So it means shaitan is your business partner when you're buying and selling haram. Okay, with today with all the different types of online investments and this thing, this thing, all sorts of different things, financial products, Allahu Alam, what's going on, right? Shaitan becomes their partner. Wa'idhum. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Promise them. Wa'idhum. Promise them what? Promise them that if you follow our way, you're gonna become successful. You go to the masjid, you're gonna become a mullah. Right? If, you listen to the, if you go listen to the scholars, they will make your life miserable. Deen equals difficult life. Deen equals hard life. Deen equals uh, un, being uncool. And you follow my way, you will be enjoying life. Your children will be enjoying life. Your wife will be happy. Everyone will be happy. Right? Azadiyeh. Come on our side, Freedom. You come to the deen, deen mein pabandi hai. If you go towards the deen, deen is restrictive. So today, being hijabless is very cool. Uh, being uh, what you call, uh, mixing men and women is very comfortable. As soon as you say, let's have women sit one place and listen to the program. Men sit one other place, all of a sudden, eh, we start getting allergic reaction. They said This is uncomfortable. Subhanallah, shaitan has deceived us. Took us for a, took a, took us for a ride. He's making us think that this is comfortable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, yaidu all he's doing, he's promising you a pure deception. That's it. It's a lie. Don't listen to Shaitan. Allah mentions in the fourth juz, th- uh, third juz, yaidu kumul Shaytan promises you poverty. Anytime you're asked to give, these brothers here, Mashallah, raising money for this masjid in Worth, Illinois, they're purchasing a church, only $100,000 to be raised for the next two weeks, and the closing is in two weeks, inshaAllah. Right? So, that, uh, so uh, now a person has some money, but a person says, no man, subhanAllah, if I go, if I give even 100 one hundred or 1000 or 2000 what's going to happen? I'm going to be on the street tomorrow. You see, I'll be standing with a sign tomorrow in the parking lot, asking money for my own kids. Because why? I wrote a check of $1,000 to this masjid. That's what happens. Shaitan comes and tells you. You're thinking about writing, like, ah, oh, nah, man, how can I do that? I can't afford it. Shaitan promises of poverty. al faqr. And then what happens? We say, okay, now we won't spend it. We won't give for the, any good cause. Then what happens? You think he's going to let us just keep the money? Uh uh-uh. uh. Then he says, no, you should spend this in haram. Fahsha means not just haram, lewdness. Let's buy a new phone for our kids. iPhone 15 is coming out. Huh? Buy that. What is the phone going to do for a, in the hands of a child? It's going to be a source of lewdness. Then buy him a phone cover and buy him this thing, that thing. All package of lewdness. Before they used to say the shaitan box. Who? No one even uses the word shaitan box anymore for the TV. You remember that? TV the TV is crying in the corner. Please look at me. Right? And literally, like, you remember that was a shaitan box. You say, put the chadar on top of it. Yeah? Think about that. Iftar time. The chadr is on that. A is coming, molana sab is coming, someone you know, put a chadar on that, put a sheet on it. You can't have the TV uncovered. That's how it used to be. Seriously. If, even if I were to go to someone's house, you know, the, people would just throw it. My dad would go to someone's say, No, no, boy, someone with a big beard is coming. Munasib niye. put a Put a chadar, Cover it up. Put it like, you know how women put a scarf on? Put the scarf on this poor TV. You know, it doesn't look right. And look here. Look, I got two right here. This is it. This got way more problems than a TV. 100,000 times more than a TV. A TV will never have what this has. Look at how shaitan has deceived us. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Is that everyone, no one would buy a TV in the 90s for a little kid and put it in their bedroom. No, you wouldn't do that. But now every single eight-year-old's got a phone with a cover to make sure it doesn't break over. And it's got warranty and, and replacement plan and everything. Not even a simple dumb phone. Alhamdulillah, one piece of good news is that there is a resurgence I read this week of dumb phones in this country there is actually sales of the dumb phones are are going up and alhamdulillah Uh, You know people They said this generation they are now realizing that this amount of screen time is very harmful And so there is a section within our population that alhamdulillah is trying to go away from this So I hope that's that we and our children become part of that section may Allah make it easy for us to make this uh, The norm within our community that except for the father who or mother or someone who really 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 needs to do that Have have again that desktop at home. You can have everything available, but everyone else then these phones are good they have basic things GPS text message phone some basic basic things but streaming video this and that is not in there right? that's what we have in social media and the streaming things is where all the problem lies in so shaitan then makes, makes us spend that money in fahsh so say a person says I'm gonna go for a vacation and the children in the vacation are doing funny things unfortunately haram things oh this is all fahsh because you might be saying, wait, oh, yeah, I mean, I, just because I didn't donate money to the masjid, you think I'm going to go spend it on, on XYZ? No, you don't realize what those XYZ means. It comes in the form of a phone, it comes in the form of a vacation, it comes in the form of something else. And it will eventually lead to haram, is what the idea is. Eventually lead to haram. He doesn't want it to happen. And at the very least, he will get us involved in what? Extravagance. And in extravagance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, <laughs> those who extravagantly spend their wealth, they are the brothers of shaitan. Tabvir is to basically spend extravagantly in haram. And israf, la tusrifu inallah is to spend in halal but more than necessary. Weddings, clothes, home, more than necessary. That's called Israf. Tabvir is to spend in a place where you're not supposed to spend So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, minu fa'dla." Allah is promising you as well. He's telling you, ma'firah, I'm gonna if you give, if you give in Allah's path, Allah says I'm gonna forgive you. Just give and Allah will forgive you. How many sins you and I have committed? Give in this month of Ramadan, every day, give. Give with the niyyah that, Ya Allah, you please forgive me. There's so many amazing needs, beautiful projects all across the globe that we can invest in. We don't know which investment will come become fruitful for us. Make sure we invest everywhere with the niyad that Allah will give us forgiveness. After that, fadlah. You gave hundred, you gave a thousand, you gave fifty thousand. What happens? Allah didn't say, I'll give okay, 50,000 and your forgiveness. No, Fadla, now I'm gonna give you out of my grace. You are working hard and you made money. Now watch, I'm gonna give you money from my grace. SubhanAllah. Now this is now two battles happening in our heart. Shaytan speaking and Allah speaking, angel speaking. Wallahu ya'idukum. Allah says, I am promising you. On the other hand, Shaitan is promising. What is that? Wa ma shaitan illa Shaitan's promises are just pure deception. Where are we gonna get that ability? Where are we going to get the ability? We have to fight, brothers. We have to fight off this shayateen. We have to read. We have to do morning and evening adhkar. We have to stay in the masjid regularly. We have to read through the seerah of the Prophet wasallam. Read through the stories of the sahaba. We do, have to do a lot of scrubbing on the heart to simply start recognizing the good from the bad. It's so confusing because they're all wearing ski masks. You can't tell who's who. Right, you can't tell who's who. So, in order to simply dis- dis- uh, distinguish right from wrong, we have to cleanse the lens of the heart. It's going to require a lot of effort of simply cleansing. Once this, uh, once the heart is cleansed, Allah will give you basira. What does the Rasulullah SAW say? Ittaqu al Be wary of the. Uh, be wary of the. Uh, Firasah, and the the foresight of a believer فَإِنَّهُ يَنْظُرُ بِنُورِ اللَّهِ Because he looks with the nur of Allah. Allah gives him that nur. A real believer, he won't have a problem. A real believer will not fall for Dajjal. A real believer will not fall for any of these things. Because his, his lens is very, very clear. It's when the lens are dirty, is where the problem lies. Now, uh, let's end with one part over here. In uh, sultan. Beautiful ayah that we can inshallah, have some itma'n and hope from. In Indeed, shaitan, indeed, my servants, you have no power over them. Uh, or Your Lord is sufficient as your caretaker. Right? And my servants, Rasulullah, Sahaba, and those who, who truly have sifat. Shaitan, you do not have the ability to force them to do anything. Similarly, 14th Jews, Allah Jalla Jallahu says this similar thing, he says, uh Innama inna ibadi lay salakum ali in naibadi lay salak alim sultan kabirobika waqila. No, what is this? Um in, uh i i it says forgetting I thought it was fourteenth. Yes. He says, O oh Shaitan, indeed, Shaitan does not have power over those who are believers and over those who have faith on their Lord. Shaitan does not have. I don't want you to think that it's a game over. Shaitan is there, so I can't do anything. No. You have to have Iman and you have to have Tawakkul. Ya Allah. I don't trust my actions. I don't trust the way my mom and dad raised me. I don't trust my iman. I don't trust anything. I trust only you. I have faith and I have faith on you that you're the only one who can save me from shaitan. Notice brothers, I say this this every time it amazes me that I say this. What is that? That there is no verse of the Quran and no dua of the Prophet that says, Ya Allah, kill shaitan. Destroy him. Cut him into pieces. You know? There's no, sh- there's no dua like this in the Quran or in the hadith why is that because that's not gonna happen Allah has already decided that shaytan cannot be killed shaytan cannot be attacked in that manner shaytan has been he's been created by Allah as a person to distinguish a person to really he's the one there who is like the he's like the obstacle course that's what it is the obstacle course you know that's the point you know in, in in when you're training for the army they have the basic training and this and that. What is that? They have all, part of the training is when you have some of the officers or the trainers, they act like the enemy. And they engage in some sort of shooting type of, you know, in the battleground. And, you know, where they plant some type of booby traps and all this other type of things. It's one of the final parts of the training where you have to go up against your own trainers. You, can't make, you cannot go call a three-star general, two-star general, send a note, Ah man, can you believe it? These guys there, your officers—they actually they, they planned an attack on us. What is what are the, the three-star general, two-star? What is he going to say? What are you talking about? You crazy? Of course, they're doing what they've been told to do. That's their job. Their job is to act like the enemy, and you have to know how to fight them so that you know how to fight in the battlefield. Do you get my example here? This whole process is done intentionally. So Allah has created Iblis intentionally. He's given Iblis the the ability to do what he does, as mentioned here, himself. And the thing is, this is to, for an opportunity for you and I to prove our love for Allah Azza wa our obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over our obedience to our nafs and shaitan. So we cannot complain and say, Ya Allah, kill off shaitan. He's not gonna do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intentionally put shaitan there. So then what should we do? So you cannot say, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna destroy him. You cannot, you cannot pick a fight with him, you will never win a fight against him. The only way to deal with shaitan is, to, figuratively speaking, to hide behind Allah. That's it. That's it. He, you have to hide behind Allah. You say, ya Allah, please, you save me from this Iblis. That's exactly what it means. I seek refuge in Allah from the accursed Shaitan. Because you and I can, don't have the himma the ability and the means to take him on. Does that make sense? Right? So think about these words. You know, just, this is very powerful what I just said. Understand what you're dealing with, you can't fight it. You have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Shaitan cannot overpower those who are believers and those who have tawakkul. Tawakkul on Allah that Allah is the one who's gonna save me. I want Allah. Yeah, Allah, I want you. I want your paradise. I want your happiness. If you don't save me, what can I do? You're the only one who can help me. I am absolutely helpless. Shaitan does overpower. And he does, he does overpower who? Those who choose to befriend him. bihi And those who commit shirk do to him. If you commit shirk with Allah, you per- turn your back towards Allah, well, good luck. You, get, deserve what you, you will get what you deserve. Meaning, Shaytan will literally put you on his finger and go take you for, a, for a rides. People who listen to music, people who watch haram, people who drink haram, people who spend in wrong company. What do you expect? They're, they are completely bewitched. Shaitan runs them. So you, they made that effort. They went to, to the places of the den, the den of sin, and they're listening to haram, watching haram, even in the month of Ramadan. Then you cannot expect much good from them. A person has to have true humility and sincerity, and wants to have Allah. Then he has to throw all that away and say, "Allah, I'm an addict. I make it toba. Get me out of this mess." Allah will easily pick you up. Allah will take you on. But you have to turn your back to Shaitan first. We cannot stay in shaitan's den and then ask for the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Omar Ali, Allah azawajal, to protect us from the insinuations of shay- nafs and shaitan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our marriages. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep our marriages safe and sound. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us all in our argumentations and fights and arguments, allow us always to understand the role shaitan and nafs play in it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to forgive one another for what has happened in the past. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us all to take on a path of reconciliation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to save our, our children and make, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to give proper. Terbiyah to each and every child based on their needs, and those who are not married yet, may Allah Azza wa Jalla make it easy for them to find the very best of spouses, righteous spouses that will keep them happy in this world and the akhirah as well. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Min shadilallahu illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natabiilee. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh